This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back, and this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Folks, that's for all of you out there who can't take the darkness all the time, so I figured I'd give you a little bit of light. Now, listen, I know everything was a little bit strange with all of the baby tech we were showing and the smart nurseries and the Truman show. But in the end, I wanted to kind of give you an uplifting message that just like Truman, you too can walk away. You can say no, you can opt out of this technology. Okay. Just don't get it. Don't take part in it. Start looking for solutions to this older goods, stuff that you can get on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, go to yard sales, find the old technology, the closest thing to nothing, all right? The closest thing to nothing that will make you comfortable. But you don't need to plug into the internet. You don't need to be walking around with Bluetooth enabled, battery powered devices on your breast. God only knows what that's going to do to you in the end. I'm serious. Just separate from it as much as possible. And now let's get back to the reason why you need to separate from this stuff as much as humanly possible as we make our way to Operation Paperclip eventually over the next several shows. But I want to get back to the uh, future U.S. military super soldier uh, program, folks. And this is back at military.com. And the reason why I'm coming back to this article, I just want to update you, kind of bring you back to where we had left off before we went into uh, Charles C. Morgan the third and we showed the technology that a guy like him is tracking on behalf of the government and then we showed you several cases in which the um, sort of government pushes these technologies out to the public in the form of smart devices and then we showed you the bold predictive programming movie the Truman Show but why you should take that as a lesson to walk away and how you can just walk away just walk out the door folks just say no I don't want any of this All right, so let me just update you quickly. Uh, This was the article about the podcast Left of Boom, which is on Military.com, and it's hosted by Military.com's managing editor, Hope Hodge Sec. All right, and so this particular podcast features Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane Deulius about their 2019 paper they co-authored for the U.S. Army, which is called um, 
Cyborg Soldier 2050. So let me just bring this back up on the screen quickly. This is over at cbc.devcom.army.mil. This is real. It's a military website. And it says right here, Peter Emanuel, PhD. Dr. Peter Emanuel is currently the senior research scientist for bioengineering at the U.S. Army Combat Capabilities Development uh, Command. That's CCDC, Chemical Biological Center. In this role, he advises Army leadership on emerging technology in a synthetic biology and bioengineering and exploitation of these new fields for applications that support national defense. All right, and so up on the screen now, I have in full PDF form, easier for me to be able to read this, and I'll figure out if I can share this out, or maybe I'll get uh, the young bucks over at pain.tv slash gold to post this up there so you can get access to the link if you want to take a look at it. But again, uh, I've mentioned this a few times. This is official uh, Army document, and it's called Cyber Soldier 2050, Human Machine Fusion and the Implications for the Future of the Department of Defense. Okay, so human machine fusion is the merger of man and machine. That is singularity that we've discussed here kind of popularized by Ray Kurzweil, chief engineer at Google, and uh, Peter Thiel, who was promoting and funding Singularity going all the way back to 2006. And so again, on this document, we have Peter Emanuel helped draft it. He's research and technology directorate. And then there's others, but you have Diane DeUlius, because we're going to listen to her in this podcast. She is National uh, Defense University. And then we have James Giordano. He is not in this podcast, but he is very important because we're going to cycle around in the next day or two. We're going to get into Dr. James Giordano. And so he helped write this document as well. And this document was published in October 2019. And if you remember correctly, uh, folks, this um, work described was started in September 2018 and completed in August 2019. 19 and basically what they are doing here is that they are exploring four key points all right ocular enhancements to imaging site and situational awareness restoration and program muscular control through an optogenic bodysuit sensor web auditory enhancement for communication and protection and direct neural enhancement of the human brain for two-way data transfer and we are going to go through this document on the show but what i want to do first is i want to analyze the podcast where doctors deulius and emmanuel appeared on Uh, because I want you to hear this through their spoken words first, and we can analyze that along the way, and then we can deep dive into the document itself. Otherwise, I fear that the document is going to be too complex uh, for us to understand, and then we can brush over things in the document itself um, versus us having to do a... um, 
you know, the, the verse does have it to stop as we analyze the document and talk about everything, and we're not going to fully understand it. So I figure let's let them explain it in layman's terms first, and then we can go look at the document. So what I'm going to do, folks, for those of you in the video audience, I have the document up on the screen, and I'm going to play the podcast. There is no video. This was an audio podcast only. I looked for video. I could not find it. So we're going to play the audio podcast, and I'll keep the document up on the screen. So let's begin, folks. This is Left of Boom, hosted by Hope Hodge Sex with Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane DeUlius from the government. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Military.com's flagship podcast, Left of Boom. I'm Hope Hodge Sek, managing editor for news and your host on this show. Steve Rogers was just an ordinary young man who tried to enlist to fight in World War II, but was turned away due to health problems. Until that is, he was approached by a Defense Department scientist who injected him with a special serum that turned him into the perfect specimen of military strength and stamina. That's right, I'm talking about Captain America. Okay, okay. So obviously, Hope Hodgsack opens this show. She's the managing editor editor of Military.com. She opens the show talking about Captain America, one of the Marvel superheroes, right? Steve Rogers was his name outside of that and how... He was just a measly little weakling, as we heard one of the uh, retired four-star generals say about some of the people that end up in the military. But don't worry, they injected him and turned him into the perfect specimen of a military man. Now, to most people, that would kind of creep them out. But no, 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 to these folks, that is amazing, and we need to be able to make that happen. All right, let's continue. Marvel's beloved comic book hero was first introduced in 1941. Such a biological upgrade was strictly in the realm of fiction. But now, some say it's the next chapter in warfare, and one that will be here sooner than you might think. Yeah, it was a fiction in 1941, but then in 1947, I believe it was, when we brought the Nazis over here, 1,500 of them, scientists and engineers, technocrats, we brought them over here under Operation Paperclip and put them in charge of various government agencies and institutions and programs and let them run wild. Uh, then it became a reality, folks. Now we're here and it's going to be great. Isn't this fun? Isn't this fun, as Dr. Charles Morgan would say? Isn't this fun? All right, let's continue. The field of biological enhancements for the warfighter encompasses everything from dietary supplements and neural stimulation to bionic limbs and brain augmentation. And it raises a horde of new questions about ethics in the military and society. You see what they're saying? Brain augmentation, shots, bionic limbs. Oh, yeah. It raises some ethical questions. (laughs) Of course it does. It's crazy. But it's real. And it's because... They love you. Let's continue. Society. Increasingly, the dominant questions on the threshold of military technological development are becoming not what can we do, but what should we do? And what happens if we go too far? On this episode, we're joined by Dr. Peter Emanuel, U.S. Army Senior Scientist for Bioengineering, and Dr. Diane Dulles, Senior Research Fellow at National Defense University. Okay, so you heard her say it's not a question of what can we do, but what should we do? And so you're starting to see that 
uh, as a running theme here as we watch the metaverse uh, council at the World Economic Forum that met at the beginning of the year. You see uh, the gentleman who had invented the game Second Life, right? One of these immersive worlds say, technologically, we could pretty much do anything. And so you're starting to hear these technocrats, these scientists, these engineers, these transhumanists now starting to say, we can basically do anything we want. It's just the ethics. Should we do it? And so although I don't believe they have any ethics or any morals whatsoever, they still need to convince certain scientists and engineers that may have some semblance of a soul to say, no, I'm not going to do this. They have to convince them to do it. All right. So I think that is the stage at which they're at. Plus, there's sort of this whole spirituality that goes into this. I'm not going to get into that here, but in which I believe, uh, and I will explore it as an episode. My ideas may change. I'm not 100% convinced, but I do believe as of right now that there are certain things that they have to get us to accept in order for them to have this clean conscience in order them to like for their karma to be intact they need us to accept it and not revolt against it and then it's our own fault it's not theirs let's continue in 2019 they co-authored a paper on the cyborg soldier the result of a secretary of defense red team task force exploring the future of man machine enhancements in the warfighter of 2050 doctors emmanuel and Dulis, welcome to the show welcome thanks for having us thank you Okay, Psychopath 1 and Psychopath 2, welcome to the show. You're welcome. You're welcome. We are glad to be here. All right, let's continue. First of all, this paper looks ahead to 2050. That's only 30 years in the future, and that's not a lot of time necessarily when it comes to the military. 30 years ago, in 1990, five of our current 11 aircraft carriers had already been in commission for decades. All of our current bombers were flying, and the M1 Abrams tank and Marine Corps amphibious assault vehicle were driving around just as they are today. But you described some really leap-ahead biological technologies in this paper. What were your foundational assumptions, and what drove your predictions about what's ahead for individual warfighters in this regard by 2050? Okay, so let's pause for one second. So what she's saying is that you had a lot of uh, older military tech in circulation, but in this document that you guys published in uh, October of 2019, you uh, introduce all this new biotech. And so where is this all coming from, basically? And you'll see they're going to get into all of that, folks. Oh, yes, they are. But that's not new. I mean, this paper was unclassified, so it was published publicly because it was the beginning of starting to introduce and normalize this technology to the public. And then, again, they utilize Elon Musk and others to go on Joe Rogan Experience and normalize a lot of this technology through someone who's supposed to be perceived as and is branded as cool and hip and the modern-day, real-life Tony Stark Iron Man or like a Bruce Wayne Batman. That's like what these people are supposed to be like. And so now you're seeing the actual scientists behind this stuff come out and speak publicly about it, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, they are, because they're no longer hiding in the shadows. Unlike me, who's going to hide in the shadows for a quick moment while I take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. 
Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, so we are just starting, just starting our little journey into Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane Dulius uh on the military.com podcast left to boom and they are going to talk about their paper cyborg soldier 2050 the merger of man and machine which was commissioned by our wonderful government all right let's jump right back into this folks here we go dr emmanuel do you want to take this one first yeah it's a great question and you're talking about technologies that were um in place 30 years ago and how is it that we uh, our study shows such a a fundamental change in in such a short amount of time. And so technology is accelerating and we are entering the fourth industrial revolution, this biological revolution. Boom, all right, there we go, folks. Explosion, explosion sound effect, insert now. (laughs) Dr. Peter Emanuel, Research and Technology Directorate. Let's go back to his bio for a minute, folks. I have it up on the screen. Currently the Senior Research Scientist for Bioengineering at the United States Army Combat Capabilities Development Command Chemical Biological Center. So he's the Senior Research Scientist for Bioengineering at the United States Army Combat Capabilities Development Command Chemical Biological Center. And what did he just say publicly on Left of Boom, Military.com's podcast? He said, we are entering the fourth industrial revolution, this biological era. Right? So that's a guy from our government, from our military, telling you we are entering the fourth industrial revolution. It's over. It's been decided. So you have to ask yourself this. Clearly... Clearly, let me just break this down for you. Clearly, folks, our government is 100% on board, including our military, because they are letting this guy, Dr. Peter Emanuel, out in the public to make these statements publicly. They unclassified his document, Cyber Soldier 2050, the merger of man and machine, the human-machine fusion, and they let that get out in the public, okay? And so then they let him go on a podcast, and he says, we're entering the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which comes out of Klaus Schwab's book in 2016, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. And so he says, we're entering this. It's the biological era. So it's been decided by our government, and it has been decided, I guess, by our military that we are entering the Fourth Industrial Revolution because, because, ladies and gentlemen, if, if, the fourth industrial revolution was seen as a threat to our government or as a threat to our military, would they not be working to stop the fourth industrial revolution? Would war not be declared against Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum? 
Would our government not be spending billions of dollars on propaganda to turn us away from the fourth industrial revolution? No, obviously not. Because it's been decided that we are moving into the fourth industrial revolution. There you have proof of it. A government representative from the army, from the DOD, comes out publicly and says, we're entering the fourth industrial revolution. So that's it. It's decided. It's here. No more questions on whether or not there are good guys and bad guys in government. The government as a whole, as a collective of which it is, has decided that we are moving into the fourth industrial revolution. So there you have it. There you have it. Now you have the proof. If it wasn't evident before by all of the technocrats and the transhumanists that we hire and have in positions of power, right? What, what is Dr. Charles Morgan III? What is he, folks? He goes out in front of uh, the West Point Military Academy cadets and faculty and tells them, this is all the cool, fun tech we have. We can manipulate minds. We can program people. We can gene hack. We can DNA splice. And we have to look at it from a military and intelligence perspective and decide how we can use this stuff to our advantage. You see, folks, they're all on board, ladies and gentlemen. They're all on board. All right, let's continue. Our study shows such a a fundamental change in, in such a short amount of time. And so technology is accelerating and we are entering the fourth industrial revolution, this biological revolution. Um, and we're seeing the convergence of technologies in micro, microelectronics, nanotechnology, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and automation. And so that technology is happening so fast, and that convergence really adds to it. But to some extent, we're, we've already seen the integration of man and machine. Okay, so let's stop for one second. You heard all of the things that he just named, right? All the different developments in technology coming out of the fourth industrial revolution. Let me just replay that part for you. In in such a short amount of time. And so technology is accelerating and we are entering the fourth industrial revolution, this biological revolution. Um, And we're seeing the convergence of technologies in microelectronics, nanotechnology, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and automation. And so... Right, so you've got artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, all this different stuff that he is talking about, folks. These are a lot of the topics we've covered here. So now you have Dr. Peter Emanuel representing the government talking about this. This is what's coming in the fourth industrial revolution. This is what we're seeing, right? So this is it. This is the government now telling you, boom, all this stuff is coming. Again, the government can stop anything it wants. It's the most powerful entity on earth. Government can take everything away from you, from me, from any business it wants. Government can send law enforcement. Government can use intelligence, uh, the intelligence apparatus. Government can use the military. It can shut anyone down at any time it wants. Clearly, it's on board with this. Otherwise, it wouldn't be openly promoting this. So that technology is happening so fast, and that convergence really adds to it. But to some extent, we're, we've already seen the integration of man and machine over many years. The use of defibrillate, uh, of pacemakers. To some extent, um, we're already really seeing uh, mankind becoming more intimate with technology. Uh, just case in point, when was the last time you really left the house without your cell phone? Okay, pause right there. Pause right there. 
And what I want to point out is that he is not the only one you've heard say this. See, they're all going by the same script. They're all selling the same narrative. Obviously, this gentleman is on military.com. So he is talking to the military community, veterans, maybe some active military. And then you have Elon Musk say he goes on Joe Rogan. He's speaking to that audience, right? Then you have Peter Thiel out there. He speaks to the investor community, the people interested in venture capital, right? So you have different guys out there spreading the same narrative, talking to different audiences, so they get the same narrative out spread through all these different communities, except here at pain.tv slash gold, where we are speaking against this stuff. But what he is saying there, what Dr. Peter Emanuel just said, was that we're already seeing a convergence of man and machine because you don't leave home without your iPhone. Well, what if you heard Elon Musk say on Joe Rogan's show when we broke it down here, he said, we are already cyborgs because we cannot operate without our smartphones. And so his solution is to put the brain chip in your head and then have you be able to communicate with your iPhone faster because he says the only limitation is the speed and the transfer of data. And that's not the transfer of data from the technological side. It's that our thumbs only move so fast. So if we could just think the thoughts then our brain chip could deliver the information much quicker. You heard Dennis Bushnell out of NASA tell the Future in Review organization that we are already cyborgs because of how much we communicate with our phone and devices. So again, you're seeing them push this out to different groups of people, but it's the same narrative, the same examples, almost like they're working from talking points. And then they send the surrogates out into the various media channels, media platforms to spread the same information. The fourth industrial revolution is here. AI is inevitable. The merger of man and machine already happened. You stupid humans carry around your smartphones and therefore you're already a cyborg. Well, who put the smartphones in our hands? Who made it almost impossible to operate without a smartphone? We're nearing the day where you won't be able to operate without a smartphone unless you truly go full Amish. But then you better be able to make soap or something like that that you can sell within that community and to the people outside of that community. You understand now? So you're hearing them talk about it as if it's inevitable. Why is it inevitable? Because the people who made the decisions to decide it's inevitable are saying it's inevitable. All right, let's continue. So some of our studies showed that you know, some, some authors that have done some groundbreaking work really actually refer to us as infant cyborgs. Hmm. Infant cyborgs, infant cyborgs. And you know who is actually an infant cyborg and who you're bringing up to be an infant cyborg? It's your baby. It's your baby when you put one of those infant cyborg shoes on it. The smart sock. When you strap that to your child and let all of its data be collected by these psychopaths, by these technocratic transhumanists, and you beam that data up to them so they can store it in the cloud and they can use it to run their experiments. You're turning your child into an infant cyborg. And you know where that leads us, folks? That leads us into what we reviewed a couple of days ago or yesterday, whenever it was. Dr. Uh, what was it? Dr. Um, Peter uh, Morgan, right? 
And he was the guy who literally went and turned himself into a human cyborg. Went and had his organs removed. His voice box removed. A 3D deepfake avatar of himself generated so that he could cheat death. So that he could live through his cyber self. The 3D avatar of himself. And so when you look at the child in the crib with this boot on, this sock, like a prison boot, you know, like when they send you home, or is that a home arrest, and you've got this uh, anklet, this ankle bracelet, you know, reading your thoughts and your memories and your mind like they're doing to the Chinese bus drivers, reading their emotions. And so Yuval Noah Harari stands there and says, we can read your emotions. And so you're turning your child into an infant cyborg before you even have the opportunity to get an answer from your child. Son, would you like to be a human cyborg? Daughter, would you like to be an infant cyborg? They can't even answer you. They have no idea. And you're growing them up inside of this prison planet. Give your child the opportunity to step outside of the Truman Show before you actually lock them into the Truman Show. Ask them if they want to be inside that or if they want to play outside in the dirt and run around in the woods and go hiking and camping and enjoy a little bit of nature, natural life, before you plug them in to that metaverse. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back tomorrow, we are going to go through this entire episode I want to leave it there with the infant cyborgs because I want you to tie everything in together that we talked about today. Think about the baby products, those smart products. Think about the information they could be sending into your child's brain, as Dr. Charles Morgan III talked about. I want you to think about the Truman Show when Truman walks away, when they try to keep pulling him back in. And now I want you to think about what Dr. Peter Emanuel just said. The fourth industrial revolution is inevitable. It's coming. Artificial intelligence, robotics, everything else is coming. And don't worry, man has already made the decision to merge with machine on its own. You can't leave home without that smartphone. You can't leave home without it. And we are just little infant cyborgs. Folks, I challenge you. Try to run out today without the smartphone. Leave it at home for a moment. Take a drive in your car. Free yourself of the Truman Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. You're listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.